Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance, yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for one more hour. And thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. We get started. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. So I got one more hour here. If you missed a minute, if you missed a second, all you have to do is hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thank you to people tuned in on your local affiliates. People locked in on Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you got a smart speaker, just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. The cool thing is, folks... If you also miss a second, the show's available afterwards via podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go ahead and tune in to the JR Sport Brief show. Just search JR Sport Brief and the show will come up. You can listen in the daytime if you should choose. I got you covered. Don't worry about it. We got a phone number here. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We have discussed a lot tonight we talked about the phoenix suns new owner and matt ishbia he's a mortgage lender he has a net worth of five billion dollars he just bought the phoenix suns for four billion dollars and then he also used to play basketball he was a walk-on with michigan state the spartans he actually was on that championship team in the year 2000 and uh, he averaged half a point over three seasons he played two and a half minutes a game And so congratulations to him from going towards the bench or from the bench to being a billionaire, not too shabby. We talked about Jerry Jones and Odell. He's just like, yeah, we running out of time. Well, thank you, Jerry, for the the update. We talked about Jalen Hurts. He said the cat is out the bag about his sprained shoulder, but he still might play against the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming Saturday. A matter of fact, I want you to hear what Jalen Hurts had to say He was very honest. He's like, yeah, it got out, but I'm going to try to play. Don't count me out. Listen to this. Definitely a change. Um, Taking it day by day, though. You know, everybody knows that I'm dealing with something. I think that's pretty public. It's out there. Um, I'm not one to really talk about myself. You know, obviously being a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, you you can't run from that, you know, but um, I'm taking everything one day at a time with it and um, preparing versus a really good defense. We're going to talk about that defense today. Make sure we don't miss that. Um, a really good team. Um, you know, we know what they're capable of on both sides of the ball. 
uh, we know the challenges that they present. So we want to be ready for uh, a good a good game of execution and being being ready to tackle. Yeah, I hope so. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's Cowboys. It's Eagles. I hope that he can go out there and play. Otherwise, we're gonna see Gardner Minshew. It's not too bad. That's there's a little bit of a storyline in and of itself because Gardner Minshew could probably start for a lot of teams uh, in the NFL. Hell of a backup quarterback to have for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see if he can go out there and play. We've talked about the Rams. We've talked about the World Cup. I mean, we've had calls about the Lakers. We talked about the Knicks. In a few seconds, I want to talk to you about the New England Patriots because the Patriots are just, uh, they're moving in the direction of being a crap show right now. It's 7-7. and They just lost to the Raiders in ridiculous fashion with that stupid schoolyard nonsense that we know Bill Belichick did not co-sign. And poor Mac Jones getting stiff-armed to the turf is just going to be ingrained in my brain forever. And so now we have the aftermath of that. Mac Jones, who by himself had a terrible game, completing 13 of 31 passes, 112 yards, there are already whispers that, you know, maybe the New England Patriots are already sick of Mac Jones and his regression. I mean, there was an, a report from ESPN's Bill Barnwell who says the Patriots have to at least call Tom Brady and see if he'll come back. And it's just like, here we go with the rumors. And then one of his own offensive linemen, one of Mac Jones' own offensive linemen, Trent Brown, like the message on social media, of course he did, basically saying the Patriots need to move on for Mac Jones. Damn. Now that's tough when your own offensive lineman is basically saying that you suck. And at the same time, Trent Brown, he needs to probably uh, look in the mirror. He's penalized every time I turn my damn head. And so this isn't the New England Patriots that you are probably used to. A lot of nonsense and social media points, posts, and it's not what Belichick is used to. Not at all. Mac Jones, after the game, he didn't sound happy. I wouldn't be happy if I got stiff-armed into the dirt either. Yeah, I think um, we just got to finish better. And obviously, tough situation and um, falls on all of us. And we just got to do better. So is what it is. And tough way to go out but we got to just watch the tape and get better oh i want to give that guy a hug he sounds sad bill belichick he always sounds sad and i'll never uh turn down an opportunity to hear him sound miserable bill belichick was asked man well why didn't y'all just throw the damn ball and bill belichick just sounded flummoxed like well we can't we couldn't bill in the, the final play situationally how do you weigh what was called as opposed to taking a shot at the end zone? Taking a shot at the end zone? Yeah, like a Hail Mary, 55 yards couldn't away, getting it as far. deep as you could. Yeah, couldn't throw it that far. Well, it's pretty funny. Mac Jones was on WEEI, and Mac Jones was asked, hey, could you have thrown the ball 55 yards? And Mac Jones said, yeah, <laughs> but I do what I'm asked to do. I know one thing he wasn't asked to do, be a receiver after Jacoby Myers wanted to throw the ball backwards to him. And so the New England Patriots are falling apart. It's actually interesting to watch. 
uh, hey, they've had enough success over the past million years. And Bill Belichick is also getting $20 million a season to coach this team. And so I'm not all that uh, not all that envious or not envious. I'm not, I'm not all that sad to see them suffering. Not at all. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Dave is calling from Baltimore. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. How y'all doing this morning? I'm Hello? sorry. Oh, great. Okay, I want, I want to say, um, now remind you, I'm 56, I'm 56 years old, so what I'm getting ready to say, keep this in mind. Um, okay. I've been a Yankee fan since March 1977. When Reggie Jack made that famous statement, when a reporter asked him, I'm the straw Yankee that fan. stirs the drink, yes. And also, the, when, um, about the, um, when he gets swept, and he said, not on my watch. And I've been a, I've been a Cowboy fan since November 1970, 72. And I've been to um, Lakers fans since 78, 79, 80, right? So the point okay. of me, all three of these teams that have had me become all fans of is because of the ownership. Now, I know you, you got your little right with Jerry Jones. Jerry, at, Jerry, at, at times. I, I, I don't have a gripe with Jerry Jones. Okay, well, I'm saying a lot, a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, one thing about Jerry, Jerry, you know what I'm saying, he can get under your skin sometimes. But also, in the same token, he is the kind of owner that makes you want to be a, a fan of him, a fan of his team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, the thing with Odell, I wouldn't Jerry leave that alone. The Cowboys do not need Odell. That's why he signed T.Y. T.Y. Hilton, as you all know. If they need somebody on the defensive, defensive line and whatnot, okay. uh, the boy Sheldon Ritz. Would, would, so you're, you're, you're on the trifecta. You're a Yankees, Cowboys, and Lakers yeah. fan. Yes, and and it's because of the ownership, because with the because dates. The ownership. So, because but they, so, so, mm-hmm. some of the dates that you mentioned predate the the current owners. No, no, no. What I'm saying when I became a Yankee fan, Charles right. Steinbrenner was the owner. When I became a, Yan- a Lakers fan, uh, Jerry Buss, now his daughter. You know, what I'm saying stayed in the same family. Right, but that you know goes. Now, yeah, but that now, goes. George Steinbrenner didn't own the Yankees back in uh, 77. In 77, he did. He bought them. What was that, the first now. year? Is that the first year he bought them? No, nah, he bought them from CBS, I think, in 73. So I got to check that out. But in 77, Steinbrenner was the owner. So I'm okay. saying the reason why I became a Yankees fan, it was because of Reggie Jackson when he made that bold Oh, thing. well, okay. Well, that's different then. You know, okay. That's, that's, that's the point I'm getting at. So I'm saying, like you said, the point I'm getting at is ownership. How Steinbrenner, down to his sons, and how Bussy. I get it. So here's I get it. Here's my final question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you a front runner? Or you, you would you be okay if I called you a front runner? No. See the thing is here different with me. Like I said, I've been fans of these teams. Like I said, with the Cowboys in November 1972. You know what I'm saying? That, that pre, yeah, but that pre that predates Jerry Jones. Okay. Now the thing is here, Jerry. You see, like this is some great thing. I know what you're getting at. You know what I'm saying? During the timelines of years, but Jerry, Jerry actually made you become, continue to become loyal to that team. Cause oh, it made, you know, so you were a fan, but now you became more loyal. Okay. Right. That's what that was. Oh, you know, okay. I, mean, I was a Got kid. It. You know what I mean? When I became okay. a um, fan of the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I'm saying, like I said, it's about, on, you know, the, from ownership on down, about these three teams. They want you know, they make you want to be um, loyal fans to them. All right. That's what I'm well, saying. And like I said, right. when you, when you, when you, when you, um, one of your calls said about Minnesota, you know what I'm saying, with a small team. thing is here, 
Thank you. I agree with you. It ain't got nothing to do with that small market thing. It's that thing about winning. Yeah, nobody you know cares about Mr. Ziggy Wolf. He's actually a, a nice. nice guy as far as I know. Well, thank He's you, nice Dave. Well, and thank you for not uh, – you don't like none of your Baltimore teams? You don't like them? No, no, no. For one, yeah. Peter Angelo, he's a – I know, I, I know, I – I know. I just. Shoddy, I, I oh, about? thank. I I know, Dave. I just wanted your answer, man. Oh no, 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 never that. <laughs> thank you. All okay. right. Yeah. All right. Thank thank you, Dave, for calling from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> he is a front runner. Is, isn't that the? Isn't that what a front runner is? Yes. You you know how you talk about Jr. Sometimes you you the first conversation for people. What do you mean? Like when people get on the phone with you, you can tell like when they haven't had a conversation with someone all day, and you're their first. Oh, oh, oh. No, I don't think that's the case with him. I think he was just he just excited. He was very excited. Love it. He's just, just excited. But he is a front runner. I like, thought he, he didn't know the Reggie Jackson quote in 77. Yeah, he was just like, man, come on. Like, you're going to explain to me what Reggie Jackson was saying? Like, I, I, I'm familiar, man. Yeah, yeah, you haven't hosted on, uh, you know, the, the, the number one station in New York for the last five years or anything. No, not not. I haven't. Right. I've never heard of Reggie Jackson. Who is he? Herman Munson used to be the captain, by the way. I had no idea. I had no idea. God bless his soul. Hey, did I ever tell you the Reggie Jackson story? No. I ran into Reggie Jackson on like Lexington, uh, near Bloomingdale's, on like 59th Street. He's doing a card show or something? No. Wow. He was in a di- he was in a diner. Okay. Just sitting. At- he was at a diner. Uh, this must have been, whew, I think I was in college or maybe high school. And I was over there. And uh, my dentist was, was over there. And I don't know why, but I, I just, I walked into a diner to get something quick to eat. Had some time to kill. And I walked in. And there was a dude sitting there. Had a, you know, little paper boy cap on. uh had a nice jacket on, his wool coat, his winter time, and he was sitting right at the the small bar area of a diner. And you know, this is not one of those massive diners that you would drive up to. This is a New York style diner, so it went kind of, you know, straight back. Sure. You got seats, you got kitchen or not kitchen stove and stuff, and then the, that's it. Just go walk in, walk out like a hallway. And he was sitting there right at the front. And I'm ordering my food. And I look down because his hand is just right there at the register. And I'm looking at this guy's hand. I'm like, this guy's hands are massive. And then I'm looking at a ring and I'm like, wait a minute. This guy got a championship ring on his finger. It was was Reggie Jackson. I didn't say nothing. Nobody bothered him. He just sat there. It was winter. I think people were just coming and going and minding their business. Right. And I was just like, well, damn, I just... Came in here on my way to the dentist, just getting some food, and Reggie Jackson is sitting just right here. That's that's pretty cool. He's got a ring for every finger, as as you're well aware. Yeah, and I where's he at right now? Is he working for the Astros? Astros? Why wouldn't he be doing um, the the, uh, the Yankees or uh, the A's? You ask. Uh, he's consulting for someone that made me raise my eye. Well, you know, he's always done whatever the hell he wants to do. And uh, that's it's it's not a surprise. Where is he? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that. See, I don't think. See, see, Joe DiMaggio, Mantle, Jeter. I'll even say Mo and Posada. They couldn't get away with being in a diner, 
and not being bothered. It just goes to show you Reggie Starr was bright, but it wasn't nearly as bright as the all-time great Yankees. Yeah, but I, I think there's uh, you gotta you gotta keep in mind the time. Like he had he had his time. Right. There, there would have been a time where he could not quote unquote go outside, and he wasn't a homegrown here forever, uh, you know, New York Yankee. So I, I agree with you in that regard. But he he's he was older, and I think he is older, and people also know his personality a little bit more. Uh, he's he he his era was a little bit different. Sure. You you see, I think with the the time and and, and era that we live in now, I think there's less respect for people in their privacy, especially when you are someone who grew up in that era. Let's think about Derek Jeter, for example. Derek Jeter started his career pre-internet. If you think about it, his career actually spanned the the advent and widespread of, of home computers. It went into the internet. And by the time Derek Jeter left, we got social media. And so his career and privacy went from the tabloids to the New York Daily News to to Twitter. It, it's it's almost, you know, LeBron came afterwards by about, about six, six, four, five years. But Derek Jeter's career spanned that. And Reggie Jackson's, I just, I think it's a different era and different time. Really. I've, I've been to events and, and God rest his soul. I was able to meet him one time. And I'm so thrilled that I was able to meet him. I met Hank Aaron in 2019. And it was, it was an event uh, that the Atlanta Braves were holding. And it was right downtown near a football stadium at a, a, a restaurant. And, you know, there was tons of people that were there, but it wasn't like there was a mob of people outside. Well, in a different era, that would not have ever happened. He would have been swarmed. So I think it's a matter of the time, and I think people do respect the, the older athletes just a little bit more. Fair enough. I don't think Joe DiMaggio, and like you said, homegrown aspect comes into play. There's no way Joe DiMaggio would have been in any diner and not have been bothered pretty much every single minute of his existence at such establishment. Sure. Right. But, you know, New York is such a special place in some regards where there, there is a respect at times, especially if you're, quote, unquote, in the neighborhood. The place that I walked into, it, it was probably very normal for Reggie Jackson to be in there. That's fair. And, and based on his personality, I think most people knew just he's in there. Why? Because he he doesn't want to be bothered. Right. I get that. And so I, I think there's an, there's an appreciation for there. I, by, by no stretch of the imagination am I Reggie Jackson, but I know there's certain places if I go to sporting events that I, I have to say hi and hello and people want to talk and things like that. And there's other places I know where I can just go and just disappear. You know, and just sit down and watch the game and not have to, to talk about it all day. So, you know, every, everybody knows the little you – don't, you don't have no hot-out spot, Chef? I, I mean, I'm not JR, and I'm certainly not Reggie Jackson, but if I ever saw Reggie Jackson, I would be like, uh, you know, Reggie, um, what's it like being the greatest strikeout, you know, player of all time? I would ask oh, him that know. and try to get him to laugh at it. Well, I don't know if he'd find that too funny, but uh, – He's not Richie Sexton, okay? <laughs> I mean, just... right, or Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman, uh, who's a who's a jackass now? Uh, Joey Joey Gallo? Yeah, yeah, not not him. Oh yeah, and by the way, yes, Reggie Jackson is the executive assistant. 
for the Houston Astros. So mean, meaning he's a, he's a glorified handshake guy? He's a turncoat is what he is. Got it. Fair enough. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You're locked into the JR Sport Brief Show. We're going to take more of your calls on the other side. And then I think I want to – it's the holiday season. I want to end on some good news. Rudy Gobert did something absolutely amazing. It didn't have anything to do with COVID or blocking a shot. We'll talk about it more on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JR, man? I want to first by saying uh, I love the show and thank you for keeping the show real on so many different topics. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of Houston, Texas, there's Paul Wall in the background. Shout outs to Paul Wall, he's the people's champ. His chain light up like a lamp. But anyway, yeah, Reggie Jackson is now in Houston. And so good for him. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls. We have some people that have been waiting patiently on the lines. And so let's get to them. And then I want to tell you about the amazing thing that Rudy Gobert did. Gabriel or Gabrielle is calling from Charlotte. Hey, how do you pronounce your name? Hello, JR. Gabriel. Oh, How Gabriel. Are How are you, man? Uh, happy but sad because uh, what I saw today, Sunday, and every time there's a parade in Argentina, it always ends up bad. You know, there's always uh-huh. violence involved. Uh, no matter what celebration there is, uh, it always ends up bad. I don't know how much footage you saw, but, I mean, it was bad. Well, I, I saw a lot of footage. I assume that when you get – and, you know, the estimate is 4 million people. If I want to be a, like, thinking man, I'm going to assume that it was in excess of 4 million people. That is what they counted or thought they estimated because there's no way you count it, especially when you got people on highways and every inch of the road. Yeah, there was a lot of people. A lot of people, not only from Buenos Aires, from, but from all other the provinces. People flew from Costa Rica just to be there for the team, to see the sure. team. I mean, it was insane, insane. And I'm really surprised that nobody has died because, I mean, I saw people falling off trees, falling off the streetlights, falling off roofs. I mean, I, I never seen anything that bad. And, and, you know, they, of course, they had to cancel the the parade. I mean, you saw. I mean, I don't know if you saw what happened at the end. Helicopters. They, they started the helicopter before that. The bus uh, was driving oh. under the bridge, and two guys jumped off the bridge onto the players' bus. Yep. And fell One off. guy. No, they jumped. They wanted to get inside the bus, so they jumped to get inside the bus. Yeah, no. I also saw one guy fall off the side of the bus. Yes, I saw exactly, that too. Exactly, exactly. The guy miscalculated and hit the side of the bus and fell on the street, and that's when they decided to call it off because it was getting out of control. I mean, they drove 
six miles in three and a half hours, and they had to drive 50 miles to get downtown. I mean, it was just insane. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, no, nothing new. Yeah, I assume I assume that there are uh, there, there are plenty of incidents that took place. Um, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we haven't heard about any ridiculously major ones as of yet. Yeah. Uh, but even yeah. even going through some of the headlines. Uh, Argentina's World Cup parade halted after millions jammed the streets. I'm going to jump the bridge how Argentina's victory parade descended into chaos. Argentina go from bus to helicopters due to oversized crowd. You know, I don't care what anyone wants to compare it to here in the United States of America in regards to size. There is zero, zero comparison to just the the chaos that was down in Buenos Aires. Zero comparison. It was just uh it's bananas. When you gotta start airlifting your players onto helicopters, that's mm, yeah. that's a that's a different level. Gabriel, thank you so much for calling from Charlotte, man. Oh uh, you have a good night. You as well. It's wild. Paul is calling from Detroit. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, yeah, Paul here, uh we're talking about the Lions. We're going to get back to the Lions a little bit. Uh, you know, I appreciate the way you're uh, appreciating these other teams. But what about these Lions? You know, I've been uh, with this team for so many years. Yeah. I would say since uh, it's got to be during the 80s. Well, that sucks uh, for I, you. Yeah, yeah. And I think – I think – they got this team together a little bit. Excuse me a minute. I get this this alarm clock going off. I'm going to shut it off. Well, well, thank God I don't hear it. Otherwise, I would have hung up on you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but no, but really, you know what I like about them? They got this team together a little bit. And we've been suffering for so many years for a team that can get us, you know, uh, motivated. And I think this team has been motivated. Yeah, they have a they have a, a a head coach who they believe in. They need to continue to get their defense together. That will take some time. They have a chance to go to the playoffs. And so, if I'm you, and I've been watching years upon years of the Lions being absolute garbage, I'm I'm going to enjoy this because you actually can start to see, uh, or at, at least be optimistic. And so, I'm I'd be happy for you, Paul. You know, I like to optimistic about it. You know, I've been to the Silver Dome with 80,000 people, and right. I've seen uh, uh, the coach. Uh, who was the coach that uh, prayed that Eddie Murray made that damn field goal? But in the Silver Dome, what is this, in the, in the 80s when you became yeah, a fan? Yeah, it was in the 80s. And there was a uh, uh, Oh boy, I can't think of his name right now. But he was—he he had his hands together, praying he made the field goal, and he, Eddie Murray missed it. You are know? you talking? You, you're not referring to the, the Lions in the playoffs, are you? Yeah, we could have beat French San Francisco. French San Francisco would have made it to the field. Would have made it to the playoffs further than uh, the Lions. And this is what I it, – it, it's just a lot of aggravation. Now, I think we got something together now. Okay. Uh, it's going to it's gonna take time. I'll put it to you this way. This is just the beginning, Paul. 
Just yeah. F- F- FYI, I-, I would not look at this Lions team, and I know there are a lot of people expecting them, and the expectations have changed from where they started versus where they are right now. I, I wouldn't be uh, too overly optimistic, but I-, I would be thrilled with where they are right now and that you yeah. can actually see progress. So I- enjoy the ride, That's Paul. Good. That's good. But, uh, you know, that was Eddie Murray missing that field goal. We would have beat Joe Montana in the Frisco 49ers. We would have beat him. Well, but but that's something that happens during football. thirty. Yeah, that was thirty-five to almost forty years ago, Paul. So I yeah, would, ain't that something? Thirty-five, uh, well, forty years ago, we haven't made it. Well, that's I just think. as that's just as old as me, Paul. And so yeah. to to look back at all of that <laughs> and to know that in my lifetime the lines have been complete garbage. And let me not say that they haven't right. been garbage. No, they are. They have no, been. no, 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 no. They haven't. That's not true. They haven't been garbage every year. But traditionally, you can look at them as a franchise to pretty much stink. And so I'd yeah. be I'd be thrilled with what they are right now, Paul. Enjoy the ride, okay? Okay, thank you, sir. And I love these Lions. Oh, you damn right. You should love the Lions. Because for years, they didn't love you back. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Going to get to more of your calls before we roll out. I want to tell you about the great, amazing Rudy Gobert. I'll tell you why. He's great and amazing. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. But I'm gonna get off the radio. I just want to let you know I commend you for what you're doing, JR. That's, that's great what you're up there doing, the speaking engagements and, and talking to these college students. So we need more of that. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It's the holiday season, right? People are trying to be nice. They're trying not to be jerks. It'd be nice if it didn't take, uh, you know, four weeks out of the year for people to be in that type of spirit. Not everybody is. But people, you know, start giving acts of kindness and not being jerks. And so how about Rudy Gobert? Yeah, the first-year center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who unfortunately is hurt right now. Minnesota Timberwolves are just... I guess the word is is timberwolfing. I guess that would be accurate. They're, they're irrelevant. I'm sorry about that. They bring in Rudy Gobert and he's hurt. And Carl Anthony Towns is hurt. The Timberwolves are sitting at around 516 and 15. And so not much to look forward to besides Anthony Edwards just going out there and doing whatever the hell he wants to do. And so Rudy Gobert in his first year. He's in the second year now of a five-year, $205 million contract. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Jazz basically had a ridiculous trade to get him to Minnesota. And so Rudy Gobert makes a lot of money. He's been criticized for years. He got other NBA players calling him soft, and they insult him because of his, his defense. He can't defend anybody on the perimeter, but he wins Defensive Player of the Year. 
And then we can't forget about uh, Rudy Gobert basically being the ground zero player when it comes down to COVID. He was also the player that decided to touch every microphone and joke about it before we found out how serious it would be. But I digress. Rudy Gobert is uh, ingratiating himself very nicely into the, the Minnesota community because out of his $205 million, Rudy Gobert is doing something absolutely amazing for everybody in Minnesota. A matter of fact, Rudy Gobert is doing something absolutely amazing for all of the workers in Target Center in Minnesota. I want you to take a listen to this because Rudy Gobert, courtesy of the the Timberwolves Television Network, uh, he's giving away cash. He's giving away money to everybody who works in the arena for the holidays. Listen to this. Tonight, he has gifted more than 450 Target Center employees, including ushers, security personnel, concession staff, changeover crew, and so much more, with $50 as a thank you for the contributions they make each and every night here in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Now, that's that's $22,500, $50 a piece. I know there'll be some people who go, oh, Rudy Gobert can afford to give everybody you know, more than 50 bucks, but it's it's the thought. You know, we'll hear about this in, in certain regards. It's not necessarily publicized, but this is still rare that you have somebody who digs into their own wallet and just says, I want to make sure everybody gets something. It'd be nice if we had more players kind of follow that same thought. And so a matter of fact, even though he's not playing, even though he's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year award winner, I'm calling Rudy Gobert the most charitable player of the week. He's also the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans and their families. Their members are their mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. Kudos to, to Rudy Gobert, man. There are plenty of dudes who don't publicize what they do but when you do tell people, you, you kind of encourage other folks to do the same. And so maybe we'll start to see and hear about this more. Kudos to the Frenchman. I know he's sad about his team losing on, uh, on Sunday. But what a nice gesture by Rudy Gobert. First year Timberwolves player. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Ray is here from Cleveland. What's up, Ray? Oh, hey, what's going on, man? What's up? I was, uh, I heard you talking about uh, Reggie Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I have a Reggie Jackson story uh, as someone that grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and about how the it's different day and age. Um, I sold hot dogs at Cleveland Stadium, and I used to. Um, there was no security. I walked up to the press box with a baseball, knocked on the door. Uh, lady answered. I'm like, "Can Reggie Jackson sign my baseball?" Because he announced games for the Angels, and he. Came out, shook my hand, and signed a baseball. Oh, that's nice. That's not how old were you? Um, I graduated high school in '94, so this had to be like '92, '93. Oh, so you were in high school. You were you were 14 years old or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I, I don't think Reggie Jackson would be a jerk to a kid, but and wild the things have happened. Appreciate you, right? Yeah, that's cool, but- man. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, it was a different day and age where, like, there was no security back then. You can right. literally just go to the press box and be like, 
um, like uh, Joe Morgan did ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. I'm like, hey, can Mr. Morgan sign my baseball? And a lot of times they would come out and sign your baseball. Yeah, you're right. We have a different entrance now. We wouldn't want you anywhere near us. That's correct. Oh, 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 oh exactly. exactly. And I, I get it, but I'm just saying it was just uh, how times have changed. Like, yeah, absolutely you know. right. Well, thank you for calling yeah. from Cleveland. Appreciate you. That last part of what I said is a joke. I'm probably one of the guys who's just walking around aimlessly, so you can always say hi to me. I got a the Wayland joke. Is, say again, Chef? I, I got the joke. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't care. I I go to the press box, I say hi, and then I'm just walking around the stadium. Waylon is calling from Milwaukee. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Waylon? Yeah, hey, JR. Um, this is like uh, 74 um, right. when in seven, in, uh, at Summerfest um, when it really wasn't that big of a deal. Now it's like this huge thing but back then it was it was pretty um summer night so wait a minute you have to help me out here and we got to put the pieces together in a corrigible way 1974 yeah. Summerfest. what the hell is Summerfest? now it's a big deal it's it's really it's i did they they build it as the largest outdoor festival in the world um i don't okay. it's 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 downtown milwaukee right on the oh. lake okay. it runs like nine ten days Oh, they, thank they you. They attract Wayland. all the major acts. But I get it. Then it was, I get know, it. Back then, it was not as big as it was, and and we're walking down. You know, they've got a bunch of different stages, uh, and here's Reggie, and the local sports uh, TV guy Jim Paskey, and we see Reggie, and he's he's uh, decked out. He's got the short, the, the tight shorts on, like disco era. And uh, you know, gold chains and uh, and like a tank top and the high socks. Okay, and, like, okay. You know, and he's All walking, right. eating an ice cream cone. Um, the they have the big custard cones down there. Okay, well, and hey, hey, so hey Wayland, Wayland, yeah. just get can can you help me? I don't want to be a jerk. I think I am. You described everything that the man was wearing. What happened? So all these kids, we're, we're in a bunch of bunch of kids, teeny, um, you know, tw- uh, ages thirteen to sixteen. We run up to him, and like Reggie, 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 and uh-huh. we're, we're grabbing anything to, for him to sign. He looks at all of us. He goes, "Get away from me!" <laughs> we, we all stop, look dumbfounded, and just walk away. <laughs> Oh, okay. And he he wants nothing to do with us, you know. <laughs> well, your story took place in 1974. The other guy's story like took 70, place in... It was in... like 74. It was okay, like the... 74, so okay. he was like an angel, I believe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, well, Waylon, Waylon, what, do you know what year it is right now, Waylon? It's it's 2022. Okay, just making sure. Just making you sure. You know. All right. But it I think, was like I think it about... might be 2042 by the time you finish the story. Well, it was it was just like it, it was all you know the hero worship that you know. They are. Don't tempt him. We, I think we he's going to take that challenge. All right. Well, thank you, Waylon. You know, appreciate you. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, rock thank on. You. All right. Rock on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He said he's starting off with, "Oh, it's Summerfest." I'm like, "What is that?" He's like, "Oh, it takes place in Milwaukee." Well, I mean, we got. We got 300 markets and 300 different radio stations broadcasting the show, Waylon. We don't all know, you know, what took place in Milwaukee in 1974. 
I think he's still in 1974. And I'm not mad at him. He'd probably be better off in 1974 than the crap we have to deal with here in 2022. Wow. You know what we should do, Shep? We should set him up with the guy who called from uh, Minnesota who was drinking the the Pepsi, the tea. Yeah, James in Minnesota. I listened to JR, my boombox guy. I gotcha. Yeah, but it was the Pepsi, the tea, and what else he had in it? It was Diet Coke. Oh, it was Diet Coke. Yes. Diet Coke, tea, and coffee. Sounds right to me. That man is not going to bed until next Tuesday. And then he wanted his cold cigarette. Wild stuff. Cynthia's here from Fort Lauderdale. What's up, Cynthia? Yes, hi. Well, am I, am I really on? You are, and you're the well, last you know, caller, so you have to be brief. I love your show. I, I just love what you're doing, buddy. I am a Miami Dolphins fan since 1966. What do you think of my Dolphins this year? Oh, man, why are they falling apart right now? You need to go well, in the locker room. You need to go in the locker room and get a issue. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think they can pull it through. They got yeah. good people. They got a great coach. This young guy is amazing. They, love, they yeah. love their coach. They're working like a team. Yeah. I think this is the year of the Dolphins. What do you mean? The like Super Bowl year of the Dolphins? Playoffs. Uh, one victory in the playoffs. That that might be more realistic. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe that maybe they'll get there over one of these crap teams, but uh, they're moving in a positive direction. Well, look how Cynthia. well they did against Buffalo. They played that game so close. That game they played, uh, it was so close. I know it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And I, I love my Dolphins forever. I, I, I bleed turquoise and orange. I believe in this team since I'm 11 years old, and I always will, because okay. they pull it together. Right, you know, I love the way they work together, like the Dolphins of old, like the days of Greasy. Bob Greasy. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're moving in a positive direction. No, oh, thank you, and Cynthia. And I want you to remember you. You, that Cynthia told you the Dolphins, you got to watch out for the Dolphins. Watch out I'm gonna, for them. I'm going to forget, but thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> she giggled and laughed. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. And now I'm done, okay? But don't go anywhere here on CBS Sports Radio. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. But don't move right now because Rich Herrera is on his way next. Thank you, Chef. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.